0: This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with
1: Megan Barsoya
0: and Christopher Gonzalez. We
1: finally
0: finished our list of 350 good questions to ask from conversationstartersworld.com. Took us about two years and two radio stations. (laughs) <laughs> but we made it through all 351, because they added a bonus that we didn't know about. And now we are working on another very potentially long project. Um, longtime listeners of the show may recall that uh, in 2018, and maybe I think a little bit at the end of 2017, we had tournaments of dances usually our favorites, to see which our all-time favorites were, and then we would discuss why. Well, it's been a couple years, and we finished that very long list, so we needed kind of a mental break. (laughs) And uh, we're doing something similar, but instead of all 250 of just all sorts of dances, including ones that we don't even dance that often, we are focusing this time on 64. Most of these are dances that we have learned recently or felt that we needed review on recently and we were looking at the possible upcoming events of Vegas Dance Explosion and Florida Line Dance Classic in November and December and thought what would we request if we were going to these events and I mean it can be awkward making requests just generally because you don't know whether you're inconveniencing the DJ and whether you're asking for too much Which dances would we request, maybe on the third night, because they haven't been played yet, um, and not even feel bad about it? Just feel like, you know, I'd really like to hear this song, and if the dance came on, then I'd probably have a great time doing it. Um, Especially um, pressing is the, the notion that if everything gets shut down again, we might not get to do that dance again for another year. So what dance would we be especially motivated to dance on night three of, say, Florida Line Dance Classic in December? Because you know, if we don't dance it, it'll be a while, maybe. So this all went into the consideration of these 64 dances. Uh, as I mentioned, we we had previously... Many, many more uh, dances in our older tournaments, and that just kind of went on for days and weeks um, discussing and reflecting. So cutting it down to 64, we'll see how this goes. It's going to be a double elimination tournament, so dances will have to be eliminated twice, I believe. We did this because in previous single elimination events, the shuffling of the seeds would make it so that a dance that we really, really liked would get put up against another one that we really liked. And the one that got eliminated, we felt we didn't get a fair shake. Like, it could have gone farther or further in the tournament if it had been against different opponents. And then we'd have these other ones where it's like, oh, man, why are these even in here? Like, we we don't really want either of these to win this round. And then we would have one of those kind of winners going on till you know well beyond where we thought it should have so with double elimination everything gets a second chance to prove itself uh we have not seen the shuffling of the seeds we don't know what the first matchups will be and uh we're just gonna figure it out as we go along because it's been two years since we've done one of these thoughts megan
1: let's do it all
0: right we're starting things off with love yourself versus holding me back and we'll have uh all of our logic and reasonings behind these
1: so i knew that this was going to be more challenging because it's only 64 dances and it's the ones that we've been freshly dancing and reviewing and hearing the songs on repeat for about a month or two now This one's challenging because there's something about holding me back that I get a pure satisfaction out of. But Love Yourself has a little bit of history for me. Oh. I think I'm going to have to go with Love Yourself.
0: Same. That was a clear winner for me because... With Holdin' Me Back uh, by Shane McKeever, I really like B, which is the chorus of the song where you have the head shaking and the shoulder shaking and the, the spooky movement around in a partial circle. I like that part a lot. Part A feels like it's it's waiting until we can do the chorus, essentially. It's nice and it fits the music. But for me, B is so explosive that A, in comparison, feels slow. C, part C is just there to bridge the gap with some instrumental bits and symmetrical steps. Uh, Love Yourself by Joey Warren. I enjoy all of. Uh, It took a while to get the hang of it, and it's definitely, on the several occasions uh, I've had to relearn it, uh, been tricky to get back. But it's worth it once you get there because there are some interesting clicky spots where your feet just lock into where the music says they should. And that's satisfying for me. I, I, I like that feeling. So I agree. Love yourself moves on to the next round. Okie dokey. Scrolling down, here we have, ah, we just added this. So it took us a while to figure out what the 64th dance should be. Uh, we were going back and forth on a lot of different playlists and seeing is there something that we've just forgotten that should be in here, and a lot of dances didn't quite feel right. And then, "Electric Love" by Amy Glass Bailey came up, and I I used to really enjoy doing that one. It's very sassy. Um, there's some movements, some sharp turns, and kind of a spookiness to the the singer's tone um that is that is one of the two dances in the the next round the other dance is drive me wild by scott Blevins, which we've had to learn and relearn a few times long long song for that one thoughts on this one
1: i would love to say that any of these are going to be an easy and they're not so I really enjoy the movements of both of these dances. I think they are both very well-crafted choreography pieces. I'm going to have to pick Electric Love. There's a few spots that have just been satisfying, even when I was stumbling through it the very first time I had ever learned it. But the reason why it's taking it over Drive Me Wild for me is simply the length of the song for Drive Me Wild. Now, great piece of music, it's a lot of fun to dance, however, I could see myself dancing Electric Love a couple times in a row whereas Drive Me Wild it would only need to be the one time and I feel like I have really got to sink my teeth into the dance we have however in a side note song switched it to a couple different songs and it has been equally fun to the other songs but if I'm basing it just off of the original track and the length I would have to say Electric Love
0: I also would go with Electric Love on this one I think musically it sounds more of what you might consider my generation. Like that singer sounds like she's singing to people my age or maybe seven ish years younger and drive me wild. Definitely sounds like it's from another era. Uh, M people, I believe is the band and they, they kind of sound like share in a way. Like she sounds like share and that's not what, you might say my music sounds like. So it feels more like I'm participating in a dance that everyone else is connecting with, and I'm also there. Whereas with Electric Love, it feels like I snuck into this like underground club, and I'm I'm a little like on the older side of the event, but hopefully all the cool kids won't kick me out. Like I feel like I'm sneaking in. Uh, I also movement wise like some of the sharp punchiness of it where you have the end point turn and that's a very dramatic turn away Uh, the pace of it makes it feel sassy without uh jarring or abrupt the samba steps give you that crossing the leg over the leg feeling and i think that can be kind of sexy sometimes um you know, even saying as a guy, like it feels kind of nice to have that cross the it, cross it. It's almost like a prissy walk, but with, with syncopation. And the touch and touch and step half turn. I like how sharp you turn, how sharply you turn around, and just dismiss whatever was on that wall that you were looking at. Drive me wild has a kind of sassy sexiness to it. It also feels like sometimes it plays it safe, like with the hip bump, hip bump, step half turn, step half turn. I don't feel like I'm being very sassy, um, which is okay. It is kind of a, it's more of like a groovy dance, like a, you know, I'm very cool. Oh, Michael, Michael Barr, he uses he the word uh, yummy. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go with yummy on this one, but it does feel very groovy, very uh, wearing aviators on a slightly overcast day driving down the coast. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Real quick, you kind of touched on it briefly when you said about the song for Electric Love being a little bit more What Your Generation versus Drive Me Wild. I was actually thinking that Drive Me Wild is a dance that's been around for a while and everybody had already discovered it by the time I came around to it whereas I was there when Electric Love was introduced to the scene so I feel like I was actually a part of it so I think that also might play into it a little bit
0: Excellent point Alright, so we're submitting that score and the computer will tabulate as it moves on to the next round All right. Oh, I guess we'll just have to come back to that section, yeah. Uh, Because what it did uh, was, on this website, it took Love Yourself and it took Electric Love, which is actually kind of funny. Electric Love, Love Yourself. And from that, you go to the next round. It takes the winner of that and pushes it forward, but we're just going to ignore that for now. Uh, Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, and then the losers face off. Oh, actually, this might be more efficient if we just do this whole chunk before we go on to the next group. All right, so now we have holding me back and drive me wild. Those are very different. And we already did touch on um, the traits of each of them, so we can save that time. That's nice. Holding me back and drive... I'm going to have to go with uh, holding me back because I i got to say I really like part B. It. We, we were discussing right before we started recording how there are some dances that you can dance the heck out of. And there are parts in B that I feel... I can do that with drive me wild feels like I can do these steps. I know these steps. I could teach this dance. I don't know that I have ever danced to the heck out of drive me wild, but I've felt that way during part B of holding me back.
1: Yeah. I think to touch on something a little bit more with holding me back, there's a variety to the different sections. So there's a little bit of peace of something for just about anybody with the different sections, where as the fact that Drive Me Wild is a 32 count dance, you know, it's it flows differently than, you know, an A section goes into a B section that may skip C this time, but go back to, you know, that kind of logic. I very, very much enjoy holding me back In each of its sections, for different reasons, I really, really enjoy A because I feel like I'm able to use some of the technique that I have learned to emphasize some of those movements a little bit, and allowed me to experience the dance more, more in a, I guess basically just a fuller range. And I really enjoy part B because, like you were saying, you kind of just kind of caution to the wind almost. And then C has that little taste of technique again, but with less complicated movements, so I feel like I can really just dig my teeth into it. So I'm going to go with Holdin' Me Back.
0: Neat. All right. So now we select holding Me Back as the winner of this round. And we hit Submit Scores, and let's see what happens next. Holding Me Back, loser of four, loser of round four well okay i have no idea what what happens uh af- a- after this point so i guess i'll just scroll down we'll <laughs> pretend i don't see part, uh, group a all right group b die a happy man versus save the day Ooh, interesting save the day is by carl harry winson die a happy man is by joey warren and rachel mcenany white very nicely uh structured dance matches the uh, whole dance, uh, the whole song uh, very cleanly, especially the chorus. When I try to remember how the dance starts, I think about how it would go with the chorus. And Save the Day, I have personal memories and attachment with, is one of the dances that I learned, one of, the, one of the dances I learned in my first year doing circuit dances. And oh, it' definitely had its uh, moments with confusing me when I tried to relearn it. But once I get it back, it does feel nice to do it again. All right, I'm going to pass it to you.
1: Okay. So first and foremost, I love all the dances on this on the list, just in general. So it, it it's very challenging for me to say I'm picking this one and feel like I'm still honoring the other one. But as much as I love both these dances, it's going to be Die a Happy Man for me. There's something about the song the lyrics every time I hear it I I just have a good warm feeling I've always enjoyed that song then you have some really fun spots and creative choreography that I hadn't experienced at the time uh, up into learning that for instance that part where you have the and cross hold and cross and cross and hold and then into a hitch the way they talk about um, the Eiffel Tower and you, you're hitching and there's just there's movements uh, dance around the fireplace and you're you're doing a turn there it just there's so much to that that I'm just so satisfied with I've really really enjoy save the day as well there's a lot of great choreography it's fun it's a fun catchy song there's a couple fun spots I do remember the first time I learned it I was a little bit confused because the timing would change a little bit in the sections and the ending for some reason I struggled that with that for the longest time and generally speaking when I haven't danced either of these dances for a while I can pick up Die a Happy Man a lot faster than I can save the day so yeah. I think it's going to end up being Die a Happy Man for me.
0: I agree with what you said about picking it back up. It's a a very clever dance that Joey and Rachel put together in Die a Happy Man. And it is quicker for me to get back than Save the Day. With Save the Day, I didn't start out really thinking much of the song at all because I didn't know who Charlie Puth was. I didn't know his sound. Didn't really listen to that. The radio station on the dial um then i learned the dance and i had my memories with it which would be like 2016 2017 around there where i was dancing a lot and i remember it kind of tied in with louie calling me super cowboy with my cape at vegas um 2015 and actually in every subsequent vegas uh, since then and then when i would hear the song it would make me happy because it would remind me of the dance and doing the dance and the happy memories I had of Vegas and just generally being at events. Also, the dance is a little stressful for me when I'm first getting it back. It's hard to reconstruct it, to just figure out. Sometimes when, when I'm trying to get a dance back, I'll think, How would I re-choreograph this? If I don't remember the steps, what should I do here? Usually with a Rachel dance, faking it means you're actually doing the steps she choreographed because she tends to match movements naturally with the previous flow that had been established as well as tie in with uh, lyrics whenever possible, like you were saying, Dancing Around the Fireplace. So usually if you think, I should do this here, you're going to end up on the right track and maybe rediscover what it was that was choreographed. I don't get that same feeling with Save the Day in the parts that confuse me because I don't know whether it's supposed to be a quick chase turn and then a slow full turn or maybe a slow chase turn and then a syncopated triple turn. It, it doesn't tie in enough with the music that it feels like this is inevitable i must do this here how could you ever do the other thing that is confusing you and that sticks with you i think for me my memories of dances include the times that i've been frustrated trying to remember them so when i think about the song and the dance usually it is a nostalgic happy feeling until I get up and try to remember it and then I get upset again and then I get the dance back and like oh yes I am young again five years ago uh, it just takes a while to get there as you said with Die Heavy Man uh, I, I'll forget how it starts and then on the second wall or whenever the course comes in I'll get it back and I'm like oh yeah so I don't have that frustration like five walls in I actually have come to like the song for Save the Day more than Die Happy Man. Um, And I have more personal feeling of connection uh, with One Call Away uh, by Charlie Booth. And it feels like Die Happy Man is everyone else's song. It's like a song that was popular on the radio. A lot of other people had their memories with it. But I never encountered other people who had their memories with One Call Away. So it was mostly... Mine it just felt like it was mine, but well, I know a lot of people like Thomas Rhett. So, um, I mean, we even have a dance that's choreographed to it, uh, to, to "Craving You" with Marin Morris. So overall, like my 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 feeling on "Die a Happy Man," the song plus the dance would be like solid B plus because I'm not in love with the song, but the dance is clever smooth satisfying whereas save the day averages out to around that b plus a minus range because the frustration that i can feel trying to get the dance back is like a c or a c minus and then the song with my idealized vision of myself from vegas is like oh this is like an a minus and then they balance out somewhere in b but this is a dance tournament. I'm focusing on the dance in this case, and Die a Happy Man is just too spot on for me to let nostalgia cloud yeah. my vision of, uh, of what a dance should be. At least in this point. at least this point. So I will agree with you on Die a Happy Man and click Submit Scores, and we will see what comes out next. All right, Time to Ride versus Take Me to the Water. Oh, <gasps> man. I mean, I, I have a clear winner on this, but they're so different, such different dances. Time to Ride is by Masters in Line. It's to uh, What You Doing Tonight by Liberty X. Tell me what you're doing tonight. Very sharp, 32 counts, no tags, no restarts. Really weird movements. Uh, things that you wouldn't think to put in a line dance, but somehow they work. Um, you start out moving backwards. What is that? Backwards and turning. And then Take Me to the Water is very phrased. Uh, the time signature in the first section is like six, four or something. One, two, three, and four, and five. Actually, no, it's five counts. You do five counts at a time, I believe. One, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, it's either five or six. Anyway, um, it's, it's super trippy doing the first part as somebody who's used to country bar line dancing or even just 64 count two wall intermediate line dancing where things usually make sense but once you get it once you get that a section which you don't even have to do that many times uh then it it feels like of course like that's what you do here that's what the music is saying you're supposed to do these steps part b is a little more straightforward there are exceptions there are restarts there are their tags, um, and then, is theres is there a C? Oh, yes, there is, the wah, 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 with the cello, and the, that part's not too too crazy difficult. Uh, it's also got the odd time signature bit going on, but it, it matches well with the music. So, like I say, very different styles, very different genres, different counts. Take Me to the Waters by Roy Hedisobroto and Fiona Murray many more counts in that dance very very strictly f- phrased to the music time to the ride you dance through phrasing of uh what liberty x composed so having given given some background on these with me also saying that masters in Lion was uh, rob fowler paul mcadam rachel vacanini white and pedro machado i'm going to pass it back to you now that you've had lots of time to think
1: you never gave your answer.
0: No, I I was just stalling so that you would I noticed. <laughs> well shoot, my clear answer is take me to the water. It makes me feel things like uh, like how when bass music hits you in your in your sternum and shakes your core. That's what this dance does. And when I first learned it, I got very upset because I did not get it. And I had to learn it alone in a room with the step sheet and a video. And it didn't make sense. And I wasn't watching Roy and Fiona as much. I think I was watching like a Vivian video. And it it frustrated me. And I couldn't get the corners right. It, I, I didn't really know how to tackle this dance when I first learned it. So then I had to take a long break from it. Uh, when I relearned it within the last year, I... I had had time to kind of get used to Roy and Fiona's style of listen to the music. <laughs> oh, it'll it'll slow down here. Oh, it speeds up. <laughs> you just kind of listen to the song over and over and over. And that's what I had been doing until I learned it, was I was listening to the song. And what really sold it for me was watching somebody's video of them dancing, I believe in France. And during the cello part, uh, the second time they do part C... You see them go wah wah, wah, kah, dun, dun. wah kah, dun 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 and Roy is hitting the k every time. Fiona also joins him in that the first couple times. And to know a song that thoroughly that you could hit those background notes without actually choreographing anything in for them but just know that they're coming and hit them with your fist in the air that looked to me like art and of course the way they dance that dance is as cleanly and artistically as any other dance that they dance Uh, with this one with the meaning of the song and how real it is and how relatable the message is uh it felt like a dance that mattered. I love dancing dances that feel like they matter, because then I'm investing my time, and I don't have to think like, oh, I'll I'll learn this in three months, I'll you know, I'll forget it, and I'll never pick it back up. This is one that I feel like I'm going to be dancing for decades, like Skinny Love, and the the song talks about the death of this person's mother and how she isn't scared but she's going to go to this other place and he, she's, she's telling the sun take me to the water scatter me around ashes it, it's incredibly moving in a way that you wouldn't think line dance could move you uh, so even though it could seem sad at face value it's so satisfying to do if you're in a safe space to express yourself emotionally Time to Ride Uh, is very cool it also like Drive Me Wild feels like it might be of another era I don't know if it necessarily um, would chart in 2020 so it kind of feels like somebody else's dance or somebody else's generation's dance and I do enjoy the movements I think the movements are super weird and wonky and I feel like I really accomplished something uh, whenever I do those those movements and a couple walls in, I think I've really got them, I do notice that it doesn't really tell a story the way to, uh, Take Me to the Water does. So you're just kind of doing the movements. And after you've done them, like I say, the first couple walls, it's a 32-count dance, so you're just going to be doing those those movements uh, throughout the dance. There's nothing new that really comes up unless you want to play with syncopation or um, miming things that happen in the lyrics. So there isn't as... As far to go for me in exploring that dance, whereas i I see Roy and Fiona dance take me to the water and I see all the nuance and i i I always feel like there's a little little subtlety in there that I can draw out the way they do I haven't seen as much of that time to ride, but then again I wasn't around for when it was more popular, so maybe there's some video on stacy Garcia 's hard drive of. Paul and Rachel dancing it together and maybe they came up with all kinds of cool stuff that I just haven't figured out myself but uh, at face value I would have to say take me to the
1: water takes this one for me okay so before I give my answer I am going to just approach this potential topic if we have a difference of opinion I'm going to give the last call to you just for consistency Okay. However, in this case, we don't. (laughs) I, too, would pick Take Me to the Water. It took me a moment to really, really process through as to why. And I really am dreading the next pairing because of where this one goes. However, Take Me to the Water is so artistically lyrical in its movement it matches the song it pulls new movements out that I have not experienced up until the point of learning this particular dance the song itself always hits me I love Time to Ride it is fun, it is sassy it's punchy I was so over the moon thrilled when I got to dance it last year at Experience in Nashville. And I'm so grateful that I got got that experience there because we have known this dance for a few years and yet been able to get it to be played at an event. So I was thrilled and I love it and I would still get up and dance it right now if it was put on. However, if I have to have one over the other, I would be more inclined for the Take Me to the Water simply because of the way it makes me feel as a dancer.
0: All right. So we've tabulated Take Me to the Water, sent that forward into the next round, and now we have the non-winners of each of those rounds facing off save the day versus time to ride and for this one i'm giving it to save the day because time to ride if it were to come on i'd be like oh neat like i know this dance and we never get to do this the rarity Mm, yes with without save the day in the picture at all uh also shout out to the two head movements in save the day or not save the day uh time to ride the look look that's cool um Usually the only person that I see putting look-looks into dances is Michael Barr and his tend to be slower. So this one is like, uh-uh, for one of them. And then the other one where you twist, turn, and you whip your head around. I wouldn't have thought to put those into choreography. So I, I want to recognize Time to Ride for doing that. Very satisfying feeling there of like, oomph. However, Save the Day makes me go, ooh. And that one gets me into just like a different part of my uh, dance appreciation body. That one's like closer to my, my squishy, <laughs> my, my squishy insides of this makes me happy. And I might only need to dance at the one time for the entire event, but then I think the same goes for time to ride. I only need to dance time to ride like halfway through for the entire event, but sa- save the day, I would enjoy all all of from beginning to end. So if it's going to be whole versus half, I'm going to save the day.
1: Well, I'm really glad that I said we're going to leave it up to you at the end because this is our first discrepancy. I really, really do enjoy Save the Day. It is one of those that I know well enough as a dancer that I could get up and confidently do it. Even if there's been a little bit of time laps I I could figure it out by the end of the dance and feel good and solid on several walls and the whole time I'm I'm struggling quote-unquote to get it back I'm enjoying the song that save the day has that going for it I do not know time to ride as well as I know save the day However, I've only ever danced time to ride once at an event, and that is just not fair, and it's just not right, and I would take it over Save the Day in a heartbeat because of the rarity. Especially if I have someone like Debbie Rushton to dance it with, because I got to dance that next to her, and it was a lot of fun watching her dance it, while I was dancing it. So I would say time to ride personally. However, I did give you the tiebreaker call. Thank you.
0: It, it reminds me of, in Pokemon Go terms, Squirtle being saved the day versus like a shiny Weedle <laughs> for time to ride where rarity enough is enough to make me say like, oh cool, I got a shiny. It's Weedle. All right, it's shiny. It's rare. And save the day, I know that Squirtle is common, but he's still blue and he's still cute and it makes me happy to see him on my screen. So I would still, I think long-term, be happy to have that Squirtle in my inventory. Whereas I... I might look at that shiny Weedle once in a while and be like, yeah, I don't know if anyone else has this shiny Weedle, but I do. What were the odds of me seeing that? I'd probably look at Squirtle more often and choose to. Uh, Also, Time to Ride and Save the Day have uh, the interesting distinction of both making me frustrated when I don't remember them. (laughs) So save the day overcomes that with the satisfying nature of the the build the rise and fall in the song and the big finish where all right you've had six walls or however many to relearn this dance ta-da it's the end it's the final chorus and then he sings it over and over and it feels good time to ride doesn't really build it just kind of happens all the way through all right I'm gonna go ahead and click save the day in. Uh, I don't even think, I, uh, I've been entering the score as one. I don't think I even need to do that. Let's see what happens if I don't enter it. <gasps> oh, it makes you do it. Okay, so let's hit cancel. And I give save the day one point, submit scores. <laughs> All right, scrolling down. What? I'm supposed to do this. Well, so yeah, I don't understand it's how smaller. this part works here. We have love yourself versus electric love, and then we have loser of four holding me back. But
1: so, so what? What it's it's showing me is that if you scroll back up to the top, mm-hmm. you have one and two, mm-hmm. and the winners go on to section four. So sec, whichever the loser, oh. but on section four goes to whichever is this one here.
0: Oh, I see. Well, would you want to do that now or revisit it later? Yeah, revisit it later. Great. I just- <clears throat> I appreciate you looking into that. Okie dokie, Group C. We're not going to get through very much of this tournament, but this is fine. We might just keep recording and then do the next episode right after that. Uh, We have Rapper's Delight and Coming Unplugged. I'm not even going to go into—I'll give more backstory, but my answer is Rapper's Delight. It feels good every time. I play with it inside and out. I, I can visualize Rachel playing with it. I have yet to do that with Coming unplug. It's very pretty. It's a little frustrating trying to remember how it starts. It kind of connects and flows after that point, but I don't have like a personal story of triumph over learning that dance. I remember the time and place. I remember being on the La Plaza Park stage in Katadi. I remember where each wall is because now I'm looking toward the bars. Now I'm looking toward the back wall. Uh, but it's one that's like, okay, good. I should have learned this one, and then I did, and now I know it. So... I'll be ready if it gets played. But Rapper's Delight, I would request that. I would dance it, and then maybe the last night, if they played it the first night, if it played, hey, I'd do it again. I just like that dance so much. It's an instant pick-me-up. Rapper's Delight's by Rachel McEnany-White, coming unplugged, is by, is it by Patrick Fleming? Let's find out.
1: All right, well, in the meantime, while you're looking that up, my answer would also be Rapper's Delight simply because of the journey it took for me to actually accomplish that one, which I find interesting because the first time I learned it, I had that dance. I had it quickly. I understood the movements. And then for some reason, after a period of time of not dancing, when we went to revisit it, I struggled with it in certain spots. And I was like, what is this? I had this dance. I knew this dance and I knew it quick. And then some more time passed and then I got it back. So there's that. There is the connection with the song. I remember hearing the song. I think it's fun to tell people that there's a line dance to that song. They get excited about it. Coming Unplug, gorgeous piece of music wonderfully elegant choreography and I have actually found ways to play with coming unplugged that are very very satisfying and enjoyable but there's a zing that happens when I hear rapper's delight that I just I want to dance it
0: all right so I'm gonna enter the score for this one and send it forth Ah, uh, you know like the next one Let's see what happens. My mouse is uh, deciding that sometimes it wants to click, sometimes not. Oh, no. I don't like the next Oh, one. no. Little Red Corvette by Rob Glover versus Just Be by Darren Bailey and Fred Whitehouse. That's a hard one. I know which one That's so is. mean. I'm going to give it to you then. You can explain.
1: Uh, <sighs> okay. Both amazing. Both wonderful. Ah. <sighs> For me, it's little red corvette there's something about the song and how each step hits it. I started playing with it, probably the second time I danced it after learning it. I had already started messing with timing and trying to hear what the lyrics were saying and see if there's something I could incorporate into the dance because I just I needed more i did, there's so much inside that the dance was just like scratching at, just trying to let me express myself as a dancer. Just be, I love you, JP. I do, but you break me out of dancing it every time you say stuff over the mic. And so unfortunately for me, I'm one of those dancers that loves to engross herself in just the whole experience of it. And when I'm jolted out of a dance, it can be really hard to get back in it. So I have yet to actually experience the full en- you know, encompassing of the dance. It is a great piece of choreography. I love the song. It's fun. I like what they did with the tag portion of it. I thought that was really, really well done there's a certain part in it where I just feel like I'm gliding and skating across the dance floor. But again, little red Corvette, it just, there's something there that I just, I can't even put into words.
0: Yeah. Just be is sort of a needy dance in that I need a lot of room to dance it. I need it to be quiet enough to lose myself in the music and the message of the music. Um, I mean, it's it's a vulnerable song. She's saying, uh, "Don't say nothing, just sit next to me. Don't say nothing, just be." And she's talking about how imperfect people can still love each other and have a long-lasting relationship. So it accepts that people have flaws, and if you connect with that, then you are experiencing um, yourself while you are dancing. It um, this this feeling of being flawed. And hopefully, that's you know. Hopefully, somebody will love you anyway, and you can love each other through all those flaws. Uh, And because of that, like I say, it really needs to to be quiet in the ballroom. Because if somebody is like making fun, and you know you're feeling exposed, uh, then you can like harden up. And with Little Red Corvette, it's very slow and cool and sexy, and you don't have to worry about those kinds of things. So. Theme-wise, it doesn't feel like you have anything to lose. You, don't, you won't feel foolish if somebody's talking over it. It's just, you know, because it, it doesn't connect to you personally. You're hearing this person's story about some other girl. Also, I can dance Little Red Corvette in an elevator and still feel like I'm getting a lot out of the footwork. It's so smooth and, and sexy. It's like pouring caramel into a bowl just watching it c- curl as it piles up and just be f- kind of feels like a, like a leaf on the water being blown around by the wind where you need more water so that you can see the, the leaf moving. It doesn't look as elegant if It's just bouncing off the sides of like, I don't know, uh, a salad bowl. Uh, whereas that caramel is going to look really good even in a tight space. Yeah. Um and also I like the simplicity of Little Red Corvette being only thirty-two counts and two walls with one restart because I don't get frustrated. Uh it's easier to pick up uh, pick that one back up for me. And with just B I remember my frustration with the tag and remembering where I'm supposed to end up, on which wall I'm supposed to end up after doing the twinkles and the fall away and then we start again on this side. And I don't like having those frustration memories be part of the story of the dance for me. So maybe as I I age out of it, I will forget that I was less sure of myself in learning Just Be. Uh, But yeah, very moving song, in the right conditions, I I enjoy it. Uh, Little Red Corvette does take it. Uh, but then this leads right into the next round, which is "Coming Unplugged" versus "Just Be." All those things I've said about "Just Be" aside, it emotionally hits me more than "Coming Unplugged." "Coming Unplugged" is also very nice. The song is "With Love" by Christina Grimmie, and it has it explores similar themes of uh, "I'm I'm not easy, but oh, hey, it's kind of like uphill battle. Uh, I'm not easy, but you know, you love me anyway. You come come to me with love." and unfortunately, compared to Just Be, it's kind of shouty, and it builds, and it's very strong, but that strength kind of brings something different out of me dancing it, whereas Just Be gets quiet enough that I can dance it quietly, sort of. I can be small, but then I can also get big. There's range. I, I don't get that feeling as much with coming unplugged, so in this next round... Uh, Coming Unplugged versus Just Be, I would go with Just Be.
1: Between Coming Unplugged and Just Be, I think I'm hesitantly going to say Just Be. I love both the dances for what they are. However, I think when it comes to Just Be, I'm still just scratching the surface of what's possible with the dance because I just recently began to feel comfortable and confident while dancing it. So I think because there's more room for me to sink my teeth into the dance, that's the one that is going to have to take it in this particular face-off. I love both the songs. The dances both flow very nicely. I like that I was able, I've got to a point with Coming Unplugged that I'm able to play with it, add a couple extra spins here and there or drag out something and speed up timing somewhere else based on the lyrics. But yeah, all in all, I think it's going to be just B.
0: All right. Well, now we're at an interesting place. We have 10 minutes left. It's taken us... Uh quite a while to get through how many matchups did we even do one two three four times three so about 12 matchups has taken us 48 50 minutes um i'm gonna go ahead and take a stretch break and we're gonna assess how we want to uh, finish out this this bit of uh time all right go get some water be good make friends hug 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 a pet and we are back on the line dance podcast with
1: Megan Barcelia
0: and Christopher Gonzalez I hope everybody enjoyed their stretch break uh, we took a few minutes but for you it'll be like it was just a few seconds we took this time to figure out how we're gonna do the end of uh, this section of tournament and we decided to scroll back up and go over the previous matches so in our first round that gives us love yourself versus electric love and what was your answer for this?
1: I am gonna choose "Love Yourself." I do enjoy Electric Love a lot, but there's something about how "Love Yourself" has that little sassy and cross and cross, and then also there's the point where it's like you have step, turn, and like it's like almost like a brief hold, and then there's like an extra sweep to it, and it's it's hard to explain, but I just really really enjoyed the dance. So
0: Uh, I'm also going with "Love Yourself." The syncopation can be played with. It was very frustrating for me to learn and keep this one but once I got it I had a lot of wiggle room for putting putting movements before or after the and as I saw fit and electric love I really just kind of danced straight through I might accentuate certain movements with a little more sass and there are parts in the syncopation where I might do instead of ta and ta and ta and da I might do ta and ta and da da where the movements still happen, but they, they click differently. I do that a lot with Love Yourself, and I only do that a little with Electric Love. So for like personal ownership of the dance, I would go with Love Yourself, and also the memories that I have from that long ago in my dance journey. Whereas uh, Electric Love came a little later, I think you were around by then. Love Yourself felt a little bit more like one of those that I learned when it was um, uh, a different me in the world of dance. Uh, Of course, because of the way these brackets work, this pushes Electric Love into the non-winner's bracket against Holding Me Back. Uh, And we already did that. Oh, 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 this is the the time when, wow. Okay, in the next two, we're going to have a different story. But uh, now we have Electric Love versus Holding Me Back. And I went with Electric Love on this one because I do like the sass and I like it more or less throughout the dance and it's shorter and simpler. Whereas holding Me Back, A and C are okay, but I really like B. Unfortunately, B is not all of the dance. There are still those other two parts. So I would go with Electric Love, and also I I have had many positive memories dancing Electric Love, so I can think fondly on like Boots and Buckles and Marcy Walter, and Holding Me Back, we actually have barely done anywhere outside of where we originally learned it because we learned it so recently. That's why I would go with Electric Love.
1: So I too chose Electric Love and I chose this because I love both of the dances so much. I have fun for different reasons with both of the dances that I had to have some kind of tiebreaker. So I went with, I honestly enjoy the song more to Electric Love. I had to pick something because there was no way I was going to figure it out between these two at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good way to go. I find myself, uh well, less so lately. It did come up in my head recently, but I have sung that in my head more than I've sung Holding Me Back. All right. Up next, we have uh, from the next round Die a Happy Man versus Take Me to the Water. And I went with Take Me to the Water because it is so thorough and so pure art that even though it's difficult to learn and. Uh, unusual to wrap your brain around it totally pays off and it satisfies you on like this deep spiritual human level and die happy man is also very pretty and as i mentioned it's clever Uh, for me it's it doesn't hit me so deeply it's just a nice song about love
1: so between these two this again would be a discrepancy between us and our decision however You got the tiebreaker, so Take Me to the Water does move forward. I would choose Die a Happy Man. The reason between these two is I love the sweetness of Die a Happy Man. And I feel like the choreography itself captures that sweetness to it. There is a fluid, there is a... Slightly fun, slightly sassy, just good feeling when I'm dancing this. The song speaks to me. The, the choreography just makes sense to me. And so I can confidently get out there and just enjoy myself for that couple of minutes out there. Whereas Take Me to the Water, you've described one of the other songs as it's a little bit more needy. I do need more room, I do need more quiet, I need more of an atmosphere, whereas Die a Happy Man I could do on the street sidewalk at a festival and really enjoy myself, whereas Take Me to the Water, I really need to be able to feel safe enough to get that vulnerable because it is a vulnerable dance. So that is why I would personally pick Die a Happy Man, However. Both are just artwork, so I can't. I can't fault you for choosing the other one. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Excellent points there. Excellent points. Die happy man can be taken more places with you, whereas um, it's like how die happy man could be built from from lego blocks in your backpack if you take them uh, on a camping trip whereas take me to the water you need to like chisel out of marble (laughs) not a whole lot you can do with that except in in, like the proper setting if you want the the deepest experience uh of course with die happy man being the non-winner in this case it puts it against save the day and we've already done that matchup. uh die happy man won that one all right uh, our last in these three groups uh Will be "Rapper's Delight" and "Little Red Corvette," and this was a tough one. Uh, we had some differing thoughts on this. I love "Rapper's Delight." It's an instant pick me up. I was very upset when I learned it the first time. I did not get it. I learned it in I have seventy six, which is the black box theater at SSU, Sonoma State University, and I think I tried to learn it from her vi- from Rachel's video, and I did the movements, but I don't know if I was just in a funk that night. Didn't click didn't stick with that dance uh i also that same night learned um don't want to miss a thing and that one just fell by the wayside also from from her vimeo i learned that and i thought rappers delight was gonna do the same i thought you know i should know it but i might just let it sit and not come back to it uh, but now that i have it have it i can play with it i cannot think too hard about it the footwork just comes when it's supposed to and and I can focus more on the lyrics. And it's peppy enough that I can squeeze a lot of stuff in there. Little Red Corvette, I love it. I do enjoy playing with it. It's smooth like silk. Um, however, Rapper's Delight, in this case, is going to win on makes me happy. Whereas Little Red Corvette makes me you know, feel kind of like smooth and sexy. But I can't always be smooth and sexy. Rapper's <laughs> Delight... I you know I can I can be happy anywhere. It's acceptable for me to just be happy and bouncy anywhere. Kind of like you were saying about the sidewalk. So for me, it's rappers delight.
1: I again enjoy both of these for very 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 different reasons. With rappers delight, it's fun. It's challenging. It's one of those unexpected ones that can have that fun shock value. That there's a line dance to it. There's some unique movements in it that I feel, I laugh at myself while dancing this dance, and that makes it fun for me because it gives me that permission to feel silly and enjoy it. Whereas Little Red Corvette, there's just something about the song and how it just, I don't know, again, it glides, it's smooth, it's fun, I can play with it, whereas Rapper's Delight, I haven't experienced it enough yet to know where else I can play with it other than a few spots of timing and maybe one or two little lyrics, whereas Little Red Corvette, I have really had a lot of fun exploring that one. So for me, it would be Little Red Corvette. However, Tiebreaker goes to the Rapper's Delight. All
0: right. And since Little Red Corvette is the non-winner, it moves on with Just B, and we already did that matchup. Little Red Corvette wins against Just B. All right.
1: in the game. Yeah,
0: that's right. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, we have a minute left. It's looking like we did 12 dances, and our list is 64. So if we do 16-ish plus one catch-up, Uh, we will be through all of these dances within about four
1: episodes or so. So wish us luck on that. Well, for the first two rounds before we have to move on to the next wave.
0: This is true because then the winners will all move on. But uh, at least for the sake of letting people know which dances are in this tournament, uh, (laughs) it'll take you about four episodes to get through all of
1: those. (laughs) Sounds fun. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, looks like we're going to end this one a little early. Uh, we're just going to thank you all for tuning in to Line Dance Podcast each and every week. You can find us at linedancepodcast.com. We also stream on linedancer-radio.com. We encourage you to donate to LDF, which is Line Dance Foundation. You can check that out at linedancefoundation.com. And uh, you know really goes to help out the folks who are in need in the line dance community. For Line Dance Podcast, this has been Christopher Gonzalez with...
1: Megan Barsalia.
0: Until next time, we will see See you you on on the the dance
1: dance floor. floor.